You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast.com and on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. One, two, three. Hello and welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast for episode 123. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Hey, this is Matt in Minneapolis. This is uh, the sultry sounds of Spencer in Boston, Massachusetts. I was just about to say, little guy was sounding very sultry um, with his I think that's where it came from, yeah. yeah. I try to be an inspiration. I don't know what to tell I don't know you. if you guys know this, but I don't have any idea what I'm going to say anytime I start recording this podcast. Oh, I've I have no idea what we're, gonna t- what we're going to talk about. Really? That's true. That's true, too. So, guys, <laughs> there, there is a fair amount to talk so, about. So, guys, let's, let's just redo this. This is bullshit. That was pretty good. I like that no. long pause. Yeah, yeah. So, um, little guy, you raced cyclocross this weekend in uh, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, I went to Wausau. Um, I'd like to say thanks to all the Wausau people. They were super nice and friendly to me. And they they talked about the podcast while I was racing. So the announcer was talking about the podcast. and So they heckled you. Yeah, they heckled me about the podcast. And Tim, okay. Tim, I told you this briefly last night. Spencer, when I came across the line, uh, so I came across third, and I was off ways from the second place guy. So I was all by myself. And I'm coming across, and I'm expecting him to say, hey, here's Matt, the little guy, Alan. And they said, oh, who is that? Oh, it's it's George Hincappy. <laughs> and so <laughs> that's what I got. Just coming across the line. That is fantastic. Yeah, so it was solid heckling. Or was there someone feeding the announcer lines? No, I think the, I, I, the announcer was a, a, a listener to the podcast, so they they were hip to the – the George Hincapie Square. Um, was there so, podium bikes? I there was no podium it. bikes, man. This this was a legit race. Um, I will say it was a great course. Like the closest I can compare it to locally, Spencer, is it was like yeah. uh, the the metal cross course, the last one. Okay, that you remember? Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. It was like the metal cross, the metal uh, metal cross course, but better. Really. It had sand. It had double sand pit. It had a beach sand section. It had a staircase run up. It had a cool, like, like loose, like dirt run up. It had pavement. It had nice. grass. It had m- kind of muddy dirt. It had gravel. It was a great course that had that everything. That sounds awesome. It was super and cool. How? Um, I got one question. Yeah. How? How was the barrier placement? There was one barrier, and it was kind of around okay. a fast right hand corner, and it was fine. Hey, can okay, we make this good. a new thing where we talk about barrier placement? Because I raced cross this weekend, and the barrier placement okay. at this 2015 U.S. Cyclocross National Champion Ryan Woodall course was a little uh, disappointing because uh, Ryan put the old uh, mini like bunny hop barriers that are only like you know four inches high. Yeah, right before a bunch of 180s that then led into 
the um, barriers that were obviously just purchased at Home Depot that were two by eights, and then they just stacked them on each other, so they seemed really high because the the ground was bumpy. So there's no speed going into any of it. So you had to run a really long section. Do you like speed? See, I don't like speed going in. I'm gonna the other ways. I don't like. I hate when you have like a straight shot at a barrier because I'm afraid I'm gonna you know be going like 25 miles an hour and I'll just trip and kill myself. You'll case it. Yeah, I'd rather have one around a corner. Like this one was super fast right before that, but then you took a slightly uphill corner and then it flattened out, and so you could kind of scrub some speed and not kill yourself. The reason. The reason I am so curious about if the barrier placement was good is because I did a race this weekend, you guys, and it was bad. Where was it? Really? Like, unequivocally Where was your race? Bad. Where was your race at this weekend? Well, <clears throat> I raced uh, in beautiful downtown Hartford, Connecticut. I'd hang uh, my hat there. Was it the, uh, yeah. was it the, um, the Whalers Invitational? The, the Hartford Whalers uh, Memorial Invitational. Nice. Yes. Nice. Um, no, it was, uh, it was actually, I don't know what it was called, but it was, uh, it was at the same venue, not the same promoter though, but at the same venue as the upcoming national championships. So that was exciting. I wanted to go do a little recon of the, uh, of the venue of the park. See what, uh, see what they might have up their sleeve for us. Now, now, before you get into course description, Spencer, what's most important to me is the logistics of an event. Is there anything that I I could, that I should be worried about (laughs) as far as parking, flooding, thunderstorms, or anything out of the control of the promoters? All of the above. Okay. Thank you. Can't wait. (laughs) <laughs> you should be worried, although there are some good hotel locations nearby that I did uh, scope out. Okay, so, thank you. Um, we'll be happy with that. It could be flooded. It may just be underwater and make this all a moot point, but um, I don't know. Have you guys ever raced cross where the barriers were placed basically in the middle of, of sand? Sand pit? No. no. That's no. really funny. <laughs> is, it, is this the Reno cyclocross course that you're talking about? No, no. This is Hartford. Uh, really? Okay, just curious. In the middle of the just sand curious. pit. That's cool. Well, it wasn't a legit. See, they had a volleyball sand pit. That was one sand pit, but they had this kind of uh, section along the banks of the river that was just loose and silty and like essentially sand, but it wasn't really sand. But uh, dismounting there was curious. Should we? So. <laughs> Before our fans jump to conclusions and start tweeting Micah Rice, who was recently on a Crosshairs podcast interview, we should Indeed. state that this is not – you did not race the actual national no. championship course. This course was – I don't know that it's not going to be nationals, but I, I am led to believe that it will be different and can only hope, <laughs> hope and pray. So – for those who have never been there and didn't race this, which is most pe- most people who are listening, I'm sure anyone who is interested in cross considering themselves uh, going to nationals, you'll uh, you'll want to know this course is mostly flat. Uh, there is a monster hill off to the side, like a levee style hill, like a big, like it's like a bowl, you mm-hmm. know, the park is in. Yeah. So there's a, we we basically went straight up it chicane down sort of the way that they do a jingle cross with mount crumpet yeah. uh, and then kind of uh straight down another section i imagine they'll run that a little differently for nationals but there's one monster 
hill feature. Like with, the rest of it's relatively flat. There is some sand. There's a lot of loose dirt areas. So can you run off camber on that hill? Like, or is it one of those? You can only be straight up or down. Uh, it you it's long. Okay. Yeah, you could do a lot of things with okay. it. Um, the course this past weekend not that creative, um, but not to say that you couldn't do quite a few fun things with it. So how did you do in your race? Little guy got third. What place did you get? 16th place. Oh, Woo! nice. Congratulations. Out of how many? <laughs> I don't know. 18? Uh, 17? So I also <laughs> towed the line this week in Ocala, Florida, where it was 95 degrees at 10 a.m. when I oh. signed up for the one-hour oh. open race. That's what I call cross-season. Against Ryan, uh, against against the, you know, the, the hotbed of Florida cyclocross. We had 11 people in the field, and I got seventh. Um, now, there was one gentleman that was on the course that he claimed he was racing, but I'm pretty sure he was just doing um, course recon. And I know there's okay. only 11 people out there, but barrier placement's one thing if it's in the middle of a sand pit. But is there anything worse <laughs> than someone pre-riding a course during a race? And then, There's and nothing then when worse you're than racing, that. getting in your way at the barriers or in variety of other sections that, you know, I listen to, you know, Colin Reuter, a, f- a fan and guest of the podcast, once said mm-hmm. the, you know, the party's in the back and you just get out of the way when the leaders come. Now, I'm not a yeah. leader, but if I'm lapping you for your second time, you should probably just get out of the way or not yeah. pre-riding the course. They really yeah. got like they they didn't even move over. You're, no, you're the, no for because the, the, time? the course was very, um, there's some twisty through the woods, like cross legal, but definitely like prime lines Yeah, and just taking time. And then I would be going through the race course and I mean, there's only 110 people that show up to a Florida cyclocross race. So this was a good turnout. So we're very small um, yeah. when, it, when we talk about this, but I mean, why are you pre-riding the course when there's ample time between well, races? It's probably one of the most the frustrating thing. when, things. When the season, when they're, when your scene is small like that, it's, it's the perfect time to instill, you know, the good behavior, you know, like to really call out, you know, what's proper and what's improper and, uh, you know, kind of set the tone for, for a growing scene. Yeah. But wouldn't I then become just like the cyclocross police? I mean, I'm already a annoying bit. enough with a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> A little bit, a little bit, but you know, like. It happens up here, too. I've uh, definitely heard many stories of Masters racers, you know, warming up and reconning the course, which is important to do, but they do it during the women's 3-4 race, and that's just pretty disheartening to... It's just disrespectful. Like, you're paying... Other people are paying the money to have the race course to themselves. It's true. It's true. That's true. What do you yell, Tim, as... So if you're seventh place out of 11, and you're lapping the guy for the second time... Do you yell sort of leader? <laughs> or like, what do you what do you say when you come by? Because I know if you're like in the first I couple, say you, you say back. leader. Okay, say rider back. Okay, or or it. I say sport sport you U25 sport leader. Sport leader. sport leader participant back. <laughs> Other you person are, coming. I don't. You know, one of the highlights, one of the best things <laughs> I've ever left. yelled in a race is during a mountain bike race. I yelled sport leader back to a group of like fifteen guys in front of me in the mountain bike Beautiful. race. And, beautiful it was just met with deaf ears yeah so it was pretty yeah. good clydesdale yeah. leader coming behind <laughs> yeah. so we raced like fat bike leader i bet fat bike leader would get some respect we raced like cross into um a fat bike leader wouldn't yeah. get any uh respect but 
Well, they might uh, maybe move. single speed back. They might at least look. Maybe. So, I heard I heard they take single speed very seriously down there, Tim. What do you have to say on this? What do you mean single speed? It's serious I everywhere. I mean, rock it's, the one it's, it's rock. It's called rock. It's yeah. formally known as rock and the one. Okay, cog. thank you for saying rock and the uh, one cog. There has been a lot of drama down here about rock and the one cog, and the question is. Is are you allowed to rock the one cog if you just take the battery out of your DI2 shifter, or if you run uh-huh. the old zip tie so you can't shift? So you can choose your gear prior Everybody to the Everybody chooses like, on their the gear line. anyway. I the question is, is it single speed if you lock out your shifting mechanism? Yes, right. It is. Those people should. Like the the people with real single speed should feel like they have an advantage because they have less drag. They don't have those derailleur pulleys getting in the way. They have a straight chain line. They have all the things that mm-hmm. they like try to pretend makes their single speeds like efficient bikes going for them. But but they're also uh, uh, probably on like an all CD Macho Man disc that weighs thirty five pounds. As opposed to like a Cannondale, you know, CAD 10 cross bike what? that's carbon I with DI2 and no battery. That's, but oh yeah, without the battery, that thing's probably not race legal. See, that's where they should get them. It's not, yeah, it's not that it's not single pounds. speed legal. Just get that scale out and get the USAC official over there. Boom, booted yeah. out of there. That bike's too light. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I have no idea what's going on down in Florida, Tim. I was just poking fun, but I had seen some mumblings on the Twitters about it. Um, but I know that there's a, a drama they addressed up here a while ago. And what do they say? And came, What's the rules? They came to the conclusion that what that you run what you brung, and zip ties are A-OK yeah. in New England. Because so. that's fucking I don't, money in the promoter's pocket. They're not going to say no right. to that. They're I, like, I wait, the there's the 20 the dudes who want to pay me five more dollars for nothing? Yeah, bring, uh, bring it over here. So Thank you very much. Though, at Nationals, though, can you um... – can you do that, and or do you nationals... need to have a? Don't you need to have a single cog on the back? Isn't that the rule? I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. At nationals, you gotta replace the extra gears on your cassette at least with spacers or something. No. See, that seems a little elitist, doesn't it? Like kind to, of because you I have mean, to have an extra. At, at like, nationals, bike. yeah, you should be nationals should be elite, right? Like your weekend <laughs> podunk there's race. There's different kinds of elite. <laughs> Well, it's a national. Championship. Well, I know, but I, okay. I think Tim was saying elitist in terms of like a like a you have to buy an but extra it, bike, right? But it is actually an elite event. You know, what I mean, your your local weekend race, like whatever, zip tie it. Nobody cares. Come on, if you do care, you, you you're not getting it. I know, but I mean, what are people going to start being like? I don't know. You can't use chain tensioners because like the spirit of it is that it should look fucking slick and smooth, and that chain tensioner just kind of ruins the yeah. aesthetic. I'm going to put it out there right now that I just bought a second single-speed oh, cross bike frame. No wonder. You're a total like dedicated. What'd you buy? I know, buy? but I'm also saying, hey, it's A-OK to zip tie your frame. I don't care. But what'd you so, buy? Wait, wait, wait. Back it up. What'd you buy? I bought uh, a carbon uh, version of the same volley <laughs> that I have. Oh, so you are like a total single speed elitist now. <laughs> no wonder the yeah. the strong argument and advocacy for dedicated single speed bikes i just don't even see why you wouldn't have two perhaps one of carbon that's not that is not true at all that is not what i said that's the opposite of what i said yes what is so okay spencer how much does this bike weigh 
I don't know. With or without the stage's power meter on Oh, it. my God. <laughs> you have a power meter on a single speed? Does that even work? Doesn't well, it like? Doesn't it just say can't compute on the meter? Like when you when you try to use it, it's like uh, I don't know. <laughs> the the beauty of the stage is, little guy, is that I can move it between bikes with no problem. Well, I know. I'm that's why I'm saying when it's on the single speed, I think yeah. it would it I would have just like an error message. It gives me kind of the same information. <laughs> like rocking the this one is like, car. Uh, three, four, five watts. Yeah, six um, watts sometimes if I'm going real hard. The uh... The cyclocross season started up on the UCI here in America, and while you guys want to talk about single speed, let's give a big shout out to Caitlin Antonow for taking the first win of the year on Saturday, Emma White second and third. On the men's side, Jeremy Powers wins the Dust Bowl Wait, Emma White was second and third? Well, second. That's awesome. Yeah, she's really good. She cleaned up that podium. (laughs) Yeah, she cleaned up fast. And then Amanda Biller got third, but... It, okay. Now, Jeremy Powers in the Dust Bowl that was this race, and the disappointment of the um, the streaming coverage that they announced all over, and then totally just crapped the bed when I tried watching it. Um, Jeremy Powers in first, Dr- Jamie Driscoll in second, and uh, friend of the podcast, Stephen Hyde in third place, representing Pensacola, Florida, and uh, Sluggos. And it should be noted that a fan of our podcast did go to sluggos in pensacola over the weekend and it was closed on sunday um and uh <laughs> that that's his loss for uh, missing out on the excitement uh, that is uh you gotta check the yelp first yeah, man you gotta check the yelp if you want that garbage <laughs> plate on sunday the uci returned to uh rochester here in the u.s and uh jeremy powers uh took stephen hyde in the sprint um both finishing on the same time with danny summerhill Last from the past, gentlemen, finishing in third place. Um, pretty uh, not sweet that old, race. Is he? Well, but you know, like he was, he was the guy for a while. Yeah, the future. Uh, yeah. He was but a U twenty three national champion. Yeah. You know? I think he was. He was the next big yeah, time on the road. To the yeah. road. But Carolyn yeah. Manny taking the uh, win on Sunday, overcoming her fifth yeah. place finish from the day before over Rebecca Ferringer and Caitlin Antonov. So. Cross racing is in the books here in America. It started next weekend is uh, the Trek Cup down in Madison. Little guy, you heading down to Madison for the big race? I'm not. Boo. I heard it's, it's going to be pretty awesome. It. Because I'm, it's going to be awesome, but I'm not. I'm just not going. Van Nice is going to be I there, know. the Trek sponsored racer who was seen or former racer was seen giving cupcake hand-ups at a Chicago cyclocross race over the weekend. Yeah, we got several that. tweets about this. So it was pretty uh, pretty cool to see. Um, and uh, and then, of course, we've got Cross Vegas coming the following week, and then Jingle Cross, both World Cup races. It's a wonderful time to be alive here in America with cyclocross. Little guy, you and I have raced, and I guess Tim even to some extent, has raced Jingle Cross Many, 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 many times since almost since its inception. I think yep. we missed the first two years. Yeah. How is it gonna be in September? No idea. It's gonna be. It would be very weird, right, to be there in September because it's usually cold well, as balls and muddy. I think it's gonna be like sometimes snowy. I think, I think the first two, first two or three years we went there, it was really warm yeah. and nice. I don't think I brought yeah. boots until like the third year. And since then, it's been like below zero and muddy. So I guess it'll just be 
dry and fast, like all these early season races. Dust Bowl, probably. Hmm. It's going to be disgusting. It's going to be disgustingly dusty. But and, it, who okay. knows? Maybe and it'll the rain. the city right? of Iowa City is going to be disappointed because no one showed up for the race. Like, I, I, I really I think, think a lot of people are going to show here. up. Well, who do you, I don't you know. don't think yeah, people think are going to show up? I don't think they're going to get the 30,000 people that they're claiming or whatever were in the press releases. I think the entire city of Chicago is going to show up. Yeah. I think most of Minneapolis will probably show yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like the only person in Minneapolis that is into bikes that's not going. Yeah. Yeah, I would be going. There's that many going. Sure. I'm, I, everyone I've talked to is going. Hmm. I mean, it's, be amazing. it's not that... I mean, jingle, people go anyway. Cross. Like, so, I know I, I want I mean, nothing but the best. I just think that there's going to be some disappointment that it's not as big as... All right. Yeah. All right, negative Nancy. I'm just saying, Jingle Cross is not like it's not been on the map, but at the same time, it's one of those races that, like, because it's a little bit in flyover country, right? Like, everybody's kind of heard that it's awesome, but not a ton of people have been there, and this is a wonderful excuse to just go check out what I think and what a lot of pros think is the best course in the U.S. And now it's a World Cup, and you're going to see the best racers. Yeah, I wonder what version of the course they're going to use because I don't think you've seen the new climb they've cut in the last, like, two years, Spencer. No, I've only seen you've it seen on the map, map, and I've been and like, it's, Ugh, it's it looks gross. It's super hard <laughs> going up or going down because either way, it goes up, it flattens out, it goes down a little, then it goes back up. Like, it goes up and down, up and down. So it's either a long climb that's usually pretty slippery at least. So who knows? Maybe yeah. it'll be on here, but or it's like just, just a, like a slip and slide the whole way down. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm really bummed to be missing it. Uh, I was trying to plan a Minneapolis trip to coincide with it, so I could drive the five and a half hours down and watch the World Cup in person. Uh, that's how excited I am for that race. I'm assuming I think you should be too, Tim. They'll happen next year. They're not going to just do it as a one year thing. I'm assuming no, it'll know. be good enough. They'll do it again next year. Uh, we'll go. It'll be good. It just won't happen. We're this not gonna. Year. We're not gonna pull a Montreal. So. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> hey, I, I thought there was gonna be a World Cup out there in uh, Rhode Island at the uh, Providence Cyclocross Festival at Robin Robert yeah. Williams Robin <clears throat> Williams Park. There's what is an... it? Ro- yeah, Robin Williams. Yeah. There's not gonna be uh, any bike races at Robin Williams Park. Robin Williams Memorial Park. Um, he was a big bike advocate, but uh, unfortunately, no no bike racing there. Moved to uh, to a car racing track in Connecticut somewhere. So a lot of big races in Connecticut this year. Hey, guys. We got yeah, a couple of reviews. Let me read one because Robin Williams. <laughs> what Do you want to talk about New England cyclocross? It doesn't matter. There's no big races there, Spencer. New England cyclocross is the only cyclocross that matters. <laughs> We got a four-star review today from On My R3. Well, of course, it's only a four-star when you're riding an R3. (laughs) Joke's on you. Growing on me quite a bit. Variety is a spice of life. It's hard for me to listen to cross material year-round. Sometimes I need a break. These three have done more to bring variety to their weekly podcasts. In turn, I listen to them more often. Also, as long as Spencer's in Boston, I will listen. As I live and work in the area. Mm, The local connection. I mean... You should probably listen. You didn't even need that last part, really. They should probably just listen to Boston Bike Club. I heard that's an amazing podcast. It is. Is it? I've got several episodes in the... dialed dialed in and not ready quite for <laughs> release. In, in dialed the and not ready. 
Tiger. You know, I'm still working on the intro. Like, you really got to nail the <laughs> yeah, intro. Yeah, it's the most important part. It took us a while to really get it going. Um, yeah. Ty Guerin hits us up. He says, five stars steeped in bike culture. These guys touch upon multiple areas of cycling, both in competition and lifestyle. It seems that most areas of cycling have been experienced by at least one of the three at one point in their wayward lives. I wonder yeah. which one raced BMX. As a kid? That. Who, who has a guess? Who has a guess? Who has a guess for who raced BMX out of these three? Little, I think it's me. I think it's who me. Who else thinks it's me? Right. I, I, I received points in the uh, ABA um, standings mm-hmm. out at the Raybines Barn. I, I never did a, a race. Times. Did you ever do a race, Spencer? I did do a race. I didn't get a trophy, though. I got a, I got a trophy. Remember that picture with my sweet Dino, dino pants? Dino That's, pants. Yeah, yeah. I got third out of three, <laughs> and I still pants. got a trophy. It was amazing. And the, they had little T Rexes all, all, <laughs> all over them. Dinos all over them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little stegosauruses. The, they were cute. The BMX. Uh, uh, I I won the cruiser. I got third in the cruiser class out of three, but I won a trophy. Ah, um, uh, that's right. You you raced the old man cruiser class right. in the old man bikes. Yeah, because it was safer yeah. than getting chopped by one of those nine year olds. Dude, I yeah. I, although I suppose say I lost vicious. several times to Dylan the Dirt Dog Thomas, who um, I gambled many airhead candy bar or many airheads with during each race. Like when the, we were doing gate drops, that kid would smoke yep. me. He would like bust manuals on the rhythm section. Scary. You talked a lot of trash to that kid, and he <laughs> he annihilated you every yeah. race. He really it was built up his confidence. It was really I nice really of think you. <laughs> yeah you know he needed it. Do you and, think? I, Do you think the Dirt Dog is still yeah. uh, out there crushing Someone the named Dirt Dog really needs to build up his confidence. Well, He's obviously best... not a confident person if he introduces himself as Dylan the Dirt Dog. Well, you know, every <laughs> one of those riders had their own nicknames. By far, the That's biggest true. stud rolling around Raybines wasn't Elise Post, the um, current silver medalist from the Olympics. No. It was Joey the Bomb. What was this? Dot com. Joey the Bomb dot com. What was it like? Gargano or something? Do you remember this guy, Spencer? No, no, we don't know. We don't need his last name. We just go to JoeyTheBomb.com. Uh, I gotta look that up right now. But Joey the Bomb <laughs> was uh, that guy was the future was, of think, cycling. Like he had so many little kids watching everything oh, he did. His yeah. Every move, yeah. It was it was rad, and he was like fourteen. Was, oh yeah, and he <laughs> but. Yeah, he could really move All it. those kids destroyed us at BMX. We we spent one winter racing the indoor BMX barn. Uh, we were we had raced track for a couple years before that, and we were like, hey, you know what will keep us in sprinting track form over the winter would be racing BMX, right? Lots of RPMs. And uh, so that's what we did. And uh, it didn't go so well. We got smoked by a lot of seven and eight year olds. Yeah. Like destroyed, like embarrassed. But when like, Joey the Bomb close. showed up and would just hit some like. Uh hit some of the jumps is pretty amazing there is a press release from january 29 2015 that says joey the bomb parts ways with double cross distribution so um he may still be out there this is a uh, this is important well, what things. do we got on dylan the dirt dog thomas yeah That's yeah what we all google that <laughs> quick joey the bomb was an established player <laughs> we want to know if the if the the taste of winning a few uh candy bars via tim's trash talk um, really, you know, wet his taste for sponsorship and winning and, <laughs> you know, taking you, home those big prizes. If you do we'll an image search for listener. Dylan the we'll Dirt Dog that. Thomas, you just we're gonna get have to Dylan leave listener. We're going to let listeners seek out uh, Dylan the Dirt Dog uh, Thomas updates because, uh, you know, it, I don't want to think about the amount of times that that kid so, beat me. 
Do you think that this is something we need to bring into Cyclocross to really make it relevant to the youth of today? It's like cool nicknames? Think, I've already brought yeah, that, like, personally. Why doesn't everybody, like on the road even, you got Eddie Merckx the cannibal, you got Paolo Gattini the cricket, you've got all these great nicknames, but like nobody in Cyclocross has a nickname at all. And you'd think that would be the most low-key, like fun attitude style of racing, right? Yeah. No one has I- a nickname? There's the there's no dolphin, there's no shark, yeah. there's no you know the road has the cap uh, like sh- has the corner on the market on nicknames. What the hell? Don't you, ass- you I guys- assume that the, all the the Belgian dudes have nicknames, but we just we can't pick them up because they don't come through in the translation. You know, like the the news the news from the Euro races is so spotty sometimes. Yeah, I I don't know. Like Kevin um, the Blinky Pauls and. <laughs> Klaus, the really tall Van Tornout, and those are terrible. But it could be Klaus Bean Paul Van Tornout. Tom, Tom, that always looks like he's hyperventilating. Use him, and I think they call him the kangaroo. The kang, they call who? The kangaroo. The kangaroo, yeah, Tom Musin. Why? Because he's because he he bunny hops. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a name. (laughs) Who else? See, ah, Lars, the guy that starts differently, Vandahar. Lars, uh, Lars, Lars, the rocket, pocket rocket, pocket rocket, yeah. Yeah. What else we got? Matthew, the slinky Vanderpool, the champ, the butterfly. Ah, we already have a butterfly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna do it after Muhammad Ali because uh, you know he's the champ. Yeah, well, I feel like people were trying to kind of give Van Arma or uh, Wout the kind of uh, cannibal thing. You know, sort of inheriting it. But that was what people would say for Sven, too, that he was kind of the cannibal. Yeah. You know, that that was a great segue, guys, talking about BMX all the way to the much-needed listeners. Who needs a Psychocross nickname? I think we need to start local. I think we need to make this an American thing and go after American-specific nicknames. I I, I would say, like, Stephen Hyde would be the next one, like, like, or... You know, something that... Like the leprechaun. The leprechaun. Ooh, that could be a good one, you know? Like, you know, you there, might, there you might find that offensive. I mean, that's like an ethnic slur. Is it? I don't know. It's also very lucky. <laughs> Have you thought about that? Uh, Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, wait, you know, also, wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Are leprechauns lucky? Is very green. It's lucky to find a <laughs> leprechaun, but are leprechauns in themselves lucky? Oh, God. Yes, they're very lucky. So we need to come up that. with some uh, pro psychocross you... nicknames, and we're gonna. <laughs> what we need is we need um, fans around the country to start making signs and bringing them to races, and then holding them up yeah. so that it starts to take, um, uh, you know, starts to find a sa- foundation like... and becomes a solid and what yeah. people like want to know. Now, a good nickname. I feel is... like Lindeen got the honey badger and that was about the only one we've got but that was like an easy so can... like honey badger was just put out there because of the youtube yeah, yeah, yeah. video but we need a nickname it's, it's that's the only one kind we, got. Of, we can do better we need, yeah we we need nicknames that you know and they're not offensive but at first the person doesn't like them and then they embrace them like super rookie i really grow, hated yeah. for the first couple weeks and then i was like i'm never getting rid of this Rightfully nickname so because we were insulting you yeah so <laughs> there's some good nicknames out there we I don't got, think uh, leprechauns are lucky, according to Wikipedia. You just get wishes if you capture one, and so uh, that's it. yeah, that's your, the same with Stephen Hyde. You're lucky. So if you capture a Stephen Hyde, 
If if I were in a race and I caught Stephen Hyde, it would be like all my wishes. He would grant you three. I will grant you three wishes. He'd be like, I'd like to attack. He'd be like, okay, sure, whatever, go for it. Uh, uh-huh. I'd, like I'd like to a, drop you. He'd be like, I won't grant you that wish. And I want um, a panhandle plate from Sluggos. Ah, uh, well, can't okay, do that. I owe you a panhandle. All right, do your little attack. Let's get this over with. Yeah, exactly. We got another review from Psychocross Dad. Five stars. The Dalai Lama himself. Told me this show is effing epic, yo. Of course, that was a talking llama in a deli, and I may or may not be on pain meds. But I 100% agree. This show is Valverde-esque, <laughs> always top 10, and a serious threat. Cheers, nice. fellas. Great show. Yama that means is calling me. That every 21 shows, though, we have one bad episode. That puts us oh, out of we contention. have one real clunker. Real yeah. clunker. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's segue from that right to uh, the end of the Volta and... How again the Volta? Glad it's three weeks because it was the greatest tour of the season. Well, let's uh, let's get right to that right after we uh, take a quick uh, break to uh, thank the people that are uh, with the Wide Angle Podium Network. Okay, that sounds good. Do you want me to ring the bell? Is that what you're waiting? I thought I was kind of hoping for. Okay, hang on. This is right. This is Ryan. This is Ryan Woodall, Florida's first cyclocross national champion. You're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Hey, little guy, that's a great idea, but it's pre-lap, so it's time to uh, real quick look into the Wide Angle Podium Network. I'd like to thank okay. all of our listeners and our supporters. We've reached over 100 members in the Slow Ride Podcast and Wide Angle Podium family. Recently, <laughs> there was a new Adam Meyerson line with Ryan Trebone. It's back. You should listen to it. It's good to see Meyerson back on the podcast network. And yeah. uh, go to WideAnglePodium.com to learn more. And Yeah. yeah. I talked to uh, Adam <clears throat> just the other day about uh, his show so I can give you an update on what's going on with it. Uh, he decided... That his show is now going to come out monthly. So a little less often, but he's hoping to bring a lot more in-depth, hard-hitting stuff. Like some of the stuff that like you can't get to if you're just uh, you know, going after new interviews every week. So I think it's going to get kind of awesome. I'm excited for the Bobby Lee interview that he's uh, trying to line up. He keeps, yeah, he keeps talking about I it. I bet you he can ask some he's... hard-hitting questions. He's known that guy for a long time, and there's a lot of interesting storylines to follow there, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be, so yeah. be some good stuff. Cool. So that's, that's what uh, a lot of the donations are going towards. We've got, actually, a really cool project uh, here at the Slow Ride Podcast in the works. We are working on a video version of bringing the Klein Corner to life. Uh, that is all I can tell you at this time, but it will be amazing, and it will be for... Donors only. Now, I sure. have been um, <clears throat> privy to some of these emails that we've discussed on the Climb Corner. That there may be some original soundtrack involved in this, and this this may be my favorite part. So, little guy, do you want to give us a little taste? Or no, you just gotta wait. I mean, it's oh, already done. It's, for it's in only. the can. Yeah. It's on. It's in the can. Oh, even better! I can't the... wait for Klein Corner. Yeah, it's on the internet for all of the Wide so, Angle yeah. Podium um, members and supporters. Yeah. So check out <laughs> no, Wide Angle the, Podium. The theme song's all done. So 
Check out WideAnglePodium.com and learn more on how to support and get your uh, your special shows. Yeah, and if 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 you are already a donor, if you signed up during our drive, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God, it is such a huge weight off our shoulders to uh, have some of that burden taken away. It, it, you're you're saving our all our lives. It's great, and we're gonna bring you the kind client corner to say thanks. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride Podcast. All right, now little guy, before I so rudely interrupted you and stopped you with the preem lap that never came, you wanted to segue into the Vuelta. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure I nailed it with the segue, now, but you want to try it? We can. T- well, no, the segue was great. Segway Sam approves. But one of the reasons why I wanted to wait to, to do that was... You, my friend, have an email in your inbox because the super rookie and the capital city meets took the win. And uh, I'm pretty sure. Do I have to go first? Is that how this works? That uh, you have a nice email for you. All right. There's actually been a a protest filed of the results. Uh, Why? In 15 minutes have passed. Uh, We're we're still within the 15 minute (laughs) protest period. Um. The the protest was based on the fact the unspoken rule nope. that nobody would uh, select one of the pre race favorites, and only one of the teams broke that rule by selecting Alberto Contador. That was kind of Again, a low roll. Not it a Chavez favorite. too, didn't he? Not a pre race no. favorite. That's not fair, man. I'm sorry, little guy. Yeah, yeah. I'll Quit read complaining. My thing. Start reading. <laughs> All right. Uh, hi, this is little guy Matt Allen. I am known as a pretty quiet guy, but I have my opinions that many have come to appreciate. However, there are a few facts that I want to get out there for everyone to hear. Fact number one. Tim is amazing and has helped me on several occasions during races when I have had mechanicals or flat tires. Fact two. I'm a huge fan of Frank Lloyd Wright. I wouldn't say that. In fact, he is the only American architect worth his salt. Fact three. Honey crisp apples are the only apples. Ugh, the rest are imposters. I just can't even do it, Tim. I fucking hate honey crisp, man. I'll 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 grant you the flank right right thing. I would say there's better architects, but honey crisp, no. It's not true. Their pieces are trash. They're disgusting. Hey, I won't do it. Finished. I won't do it. You haven't finished the rest. That was it. No, there's still two sentences left. Oh. See everyone soon. And I'm pretty sure you forgot the part about honey crisp apples. It says and the honey rest crisp being apples imposters. are the rest are imposters. <laughs> See everyone soon. So you can't do it. I, I, I thought maybe I could force you to do it. That's why you know uh, they're bad. Right, I hate well. them. So I, Spencer, I know there's these unspoken rules that you talk about, but again, you know, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if See, if it's uh, if it's true. See, if you. You see, Contador scored you nine hundred points, and uh, <laughs> say you picked a normal guy who was maybe like five or six hundred like points, you would have you would have <laughs> lost to me, well, as you should. But you have. took shot. Okay, so but you're you're a rule breaker, little guy. Do you want to talk a little bit? Maybe, maybe I I was going to write descriptions, but it would have been like at least a couple chapters about all the times I've helped you after you've gotten a flat tire, dropped your chain, um, mm-hmm. down tube shifters broken on so a road race times. like Durant, Kenwood's. <laughs> yeah, my down tube uh-huh. shifter just exploded. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. 
All right. Well, okay. Well, we'll keep it short. Hey, Spencer, um, refresh that inbox because uh, you have a little bit of reading to do for losing <laughs> to Capital City Meats at the at – the, uh, well, and little guy, you still haven't written a paragraph for anybody yet. It sucks. Yeah, I have. I won one time. Oh, you did? Oh, okay. I don't remember. Yeah. Okay, Spencer, read away. I uh, <laughs> don't have anything in here yet. Oh, that's a real shame. <laughs> Must be that neighbor's internet that you're using. Oh, that Wi-Fi, you Wi-Fi there connection is way off. There it is. There it is. Oh. It's arrived. It's arrived. <coughs> you ready, Tim? Oh, I, I can't wait. <clears throat> Hello, everyone. This is Spencer Howe. I used to be a cool bike messenger in Minneapolis. Then I moved to Philadelphia for a short time and lost all credibility. I'm going to keep this short and brief. But there's one thing I would like to get off my chest. Back in 2005, when we were racing bicycles at the National Sports Center Velodrome, I failed at holding onto Tim's wheel during a missing out, and I got boxed in. <laughs> I blamed him for it when I lost. Funny thing, it wasn't Tim's fault. It was mine. In fact, I was so embarrassed by my loss that evening that I changed my jersey to another team's jersey so that I wouldn't share my embarrassment with others. Ugh. That wasn't so bad. <laughs> I should have gotten this off my chest a long time ago. Love, Spencer. Thanks, Spencer. That, that means a lot that you finally yeah. have taken responsibility for that famous missing out race when you failed at the to hold on to my wheel. I would have led you to the promised land of racing in the Cat 3s, but you had to suffer one more night in the 4-5s. Yeah. You know, it was worth it to take that jersey off and not be on your team for an evening. Although, the vicious chasing of me uh, all my <laughs> times off front by both of you two and was not fun. We couldn't let that happen. We couldn't let that go on. Yeah, we, we, we shut down that points, points guys, race experience. So. Guys should have just me, let me be grumpy in peace and go off the front and do my own thing, and you had to chase me oh, down. You were so You mad. had a different jersey on. I was, I was like an animal. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it. No, I understand. I understand. So, of understand. course, we're talking about our Velo Games competition, and shout out to Frozen Blood Bags, Lloyd Flandis, for taking the victory. Crushed it. Among Crushed the over it. 100 uh, contestants in our league, last nice. place goes out to Crazy Gravy, um, who narrowly lost to Jonathan Johnny Waters' discarded vials. So um, nice. <laughs> good news for uh, Lloyd Flandis for taking the win. Pino Gregorio takes uh, second place, and Los Toros de Basin take third. So great stuff out there. Um, gentlemen, I know you're mad that I took Contador, but Contador actually had a pretty sweet race. It looked he like he was going to be taking, um, you know, maybe taking a little bit bigger chunk out of the uh, the final uh, GC. But Chavez went on the attack on the second to final day to take the podium step 13 seconds before uh, Contador. Yeah. Chris Froome in a strong second place. Nairo Quintana taking the win. But guys, let's give it up for the future of American cycling. The future of American GC racing. Andrew Talansky with a strong fifth place. I'm not going to hate on him anymore, Tim, because after after TJ dropping out in a race where he wasn't even there to race GC, <laughs> he was just there to like help yeah. and just get through the thing, and he still <laughs> to, had to find some baby-ass excuse to, to go home. To be fair, 
this is what like dropping out of races is what TJ trains for. You know what I mean? It's basically <laughs> what what he's been doing and all he knows. He's like, I mean, I know he's been fifth twice in the tour, but it's just he's like this year he's really letting me down. I gotta say. So, so if you I don't go know. to Cycling News right now, the uh, the the main story at Cycling News is we'll help Van Garderen get out of his slump, says Akowitz of BMC. And I've already seen this on Twitter um, of a couple of people mentioning, oh, what possibly could Akowitz use to get Van Garderen out of his slump? Like, it's like, yeah. come on, man. Why is Akowitz still in the sport with the, the, the checkered pass that he had? Yeah. Van Garderen, get yeah. away from BMC. Follow the lead of Ta- Talansky. Go to Cannondale. No, don't you go to Cannondale. That's a, could be a, that's a terrible thing. Everybody, this is the one result Cannondale's had all season. Guys. Yeah, that's true, Tim. I know, I know it is, but here's the thing: is that look at what happens when Talansky spends an entire year for one target. I yeah, he gets. He a good was rest. there. It was it was fun to see. I know that it's American guys and little guy. I know you're not a patriot, but I am. No. I was and, rooting uh, for Sammy Sanchez, and I was heartbroken. He crashed out. Uh, oh, Sammy Sanchez and JJ Rojas. Um, yeah, uh, crashing out with Nairo about to take the win. So, guys. We talked last time about the raid that uh, Nairo Quintana went on with Contador to uh, separate from Froome. The time trial, mm-hmm. Froome won in dominating fashion, but um, pretty textbook win by Nairo. He's now won both the Volta and the Giro. Do you think he has any chance to uh, beat Froome in the uh, tour? No. I don't even care. Absolutely. Uh, like, looking yeah. at the, like, reading stuff on cycling websites that that was the thing the tag was like oh this what does this mean for the tour next year like can we not savor the fact that uh, a great yeah. grand tour just uh, happened and we have to talk about a race that is always a disappointment except for 2011 tommy v <laughs> i'll tell you what it means for the tour and nairo it means you should keep doing the giro and the vuelta <laughs> and forget about the tour like it's what everybody should do. It's what TJ TJ would do a lot better yeah. if he would race one of those, one or the other, or both, yeah. and not focus on a tour because he's going to have a lot better time, man. He's, he's going to have better results. It's true. He he unfortunately has got stuck in the whole. I'm an American. I'm the I'm the hope for the tour. Had a good result, and now he's sort of been on this track. You're right. He needs to do the, the Giro, the Volta, full on, and go. I mean, for where it. does where does uh. TJ Van Garder, I know this. He wasn't even in the Volta, but where does Van Garder go from here? I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with him being a very strong domestique, right? I mean, he could be the ultimate um, Garrett Thomas kind of character that's playing that second fiddle to a, um, a you know a much you know Richie Port. Just think if he went, I don't know. I'm, it's I don't know. He needs to go to Areca. Go to Areca Greenedge. They speak English there. Oh. He'll be fine. So, is there a better team in cycling right now than Areca Greenedge? Like Areca no, Bike Exchange? No, there's not. Like that. Yeah. They're, going on the attacks, Simon Yates, Chavez. I know Simon Yates had his inhaler issues, but I mean, come they on. They went four like, four stages, I think, two at the Volta. It overall, yeah. it was, they had a good time. I mean, they were putting yeah. on a little clinic. And little guy, I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but I mean. With the World Tour rankings and points being so precious with uh, multi-billionaire teams coming online, I mean, Arika Bike Exchange seems to be a uh, definitely batting above their weight as far as uh, salary to points, don't you think? Yeah, mm-hmm. it must be, which, mm-hmm. I mean, just means, I mean, they're losing bling, right? So, obviously, they're they're at that point, though, of a great team with a smaller budget where they start bleeding off riders when contracts come See, up, unfortunately. Speaking of 
of Bling. Bling's going to Giant, right? Yep. And that would be actually another good team for TJ to look at because they've got a couple of good like climbers, who, but nobody who's like cream of the crop kind of thing, like Warren Bargee and um, what's the other guy? I forget. Anyway, but you yeah. know what I mean? Like go go somewhere where like there isn't that pressure that you're definitely have to win. You know, like I feel like BMC is a team that's like, we have to win races that we enter. And Sky is like, we have to win. And Giant is like, hey, we can win some sprints. But like, other than that, hey, so, <laughs> whatever. No pressure. I, I don't know, be... man. My hope for TJ was that he was going to do the whole Volta, watch Sammy Sanchez, learn what it is to be a professional. Yeah. Instead, didn't it didn't, didn't happen, work out. Yeah. You know? Other um, important results, I, I think, that, that should be noted. George Bennett taking 10th place for Team Lotto. That was a pretty uh, strong result for Bennett. And, of course, our favorite, um, Heimar Zubeldia. Kelly well, Wait, what? Wait, what did you too? say? Wait, what? Our favorite, say... one of our favorites, Heimar Zubeldia, oh, finishing okay, in 19th okay. place. Another anonymous performance. It's almost like Talansky is following the lead of a Heimar Zubeldia with a little solid fifth place, and you never saw him at the front of the race, except when he was marking like uh, Simon Yates. He got in a break once, didn't he, Zubeldia? I think he uh, he may have. Zubeldia did, and yeah. And then uh, yeah. JCP was the uh, top-placed uh, Frenchman for yeah. AG2R, finishing in 13th. Maxime Montfort taking uh, 16th overall, so... Great stuff out there at the Vuelta. And once again, little guy, the best Grand Tour of the year? Oh, definitely. Definitely the best Grand Tour of the year. Come on. How could you say otherwise? I mean, the Giro was really good, but this was crazy from start to finish. I agree. I agree. The only problem I have with the Vuelta is that I'm really losing steam on road racing by this time of year. Yeah, I mean, I think all the riders are, too. (laughs) (laughs) everybody was complaining about how this was the hardest grand tour ever and yeah but it was so good it was so good it was nuts i wish i wish yeah i wish sorry what were you saying to be different well i'm just saying that like the downside of of being down on racing like spencer was saying at the end of this year and i think it's a very rational feeling is that we had this uh the two good races, the two kick-ass races up in Montreal on the World yeah. Tour circuit, Peter Sagan over Greg Van Avermaet, and then Greg Van GVA, the Olympic champion, beating Peter Sagan. They flip-flopped on the two races. In the race course in Montreal, the, the Grand Prix Cyclist de Montreal, it goes up Mount Royal. And little guy, you know that from when we were in Montreal on our infamous yeah. uh, messenger trip there. That was a I, hard climb. I just think that that... That that has the making of a great course. It is the same course that um, Eddie Merckx won the nineteen seventy six World Championships on. They, just think if that race was earlier in the year, I think a lot more people would care about it. It's just kind of at the end that everyone just forgets that it exists. I think the I think the riders definitely care about it. I mean, man, look at the well, no, I mean, no, look no, at the do. top ten in each of those races, and it's it's not. It's, I'm not saying no they don't chunks. care. I'm just oh, saying yeah. that it's not like... Uh, yeah, we don't it, pay it much attention to it. I agree. That could be a really kick-ass race that gets, like, in America. I mean, it's the closest World Tour single. Like, that. they have the makings of being a pretty cool classics race. Yeah. Um, that's, I guess, what I'm getting at. Besides the Tour yeah. of California, like, like, it's just those. I live, a f- I live a few hours away, and I love professional <laughs> cycling. And, like, I was like, oh, that's happening? Shit. Oops. <laughs> I missed it. You know, like, it should be on my radar, yeah. and it... it now, yeah. little guy, you yeah. a little disappointed that Bling Matthews did not take the win, only finishing in fourth on Sunday? 
I am, uh, no, I'm not by that. I'm actually looking at the results the other day, and I just pulled it up now. There was a Cannondale rider who got seventh on one of the days and fourth on the other or something. Uh, I'd never heard of before. Alberto Batolo. You guys ever heard of this dude? He's nope. Italian. Sounds like he's going to be the world champion, He's though. Italian. He's on Cannondale. He's only 22. Maybe there's Cannondale hope for the future? This guy, uh, that... wait, this guy finished third in GC at the Tour of Poland, won the points classification with second in the mountains. So all the races I didn't pay attention to, this guy's been killing it. Uh, totally, <laughs> like, like, like a total sneak under the radar. Like, he's 22. Uh-huh. Anyway, I didn't know who this guy was, and suddenly I'm like, hmm. Gotta look up his pro cycling stats page. So, so there you go. That's your that's your hot tip for uh, for next yeah, uh, Velo for games. Next games that dude, I'm gonna right? write that. I don't even need to write that down because I'm a winner. <laughs> you sure, Tim? Because like when All we right. get to Milan San Remo next year, and you're searching for Italian guys who cost like a point or something to like uh-huh. tell me he's gonna so, win. Um, so Tim, uh, I don't want to. I don't want to interrupt this great conversation. But isn't it time for uh, Super Rookie's Throwback Corner? Or it some, is. Some Thank you. Such thing. So, date June twelfth, two thousand six. Title: okay. Elite Squad. Iraq. Just soccer, please. I'm looking for a few elite Cat Four Fives to join me and the courteous fellow at Super Week in July. Sadly, all the elite Cliff Bar guys already upgraded to Cat Three and can't join me on my quest. Dispenser was going to show up, but he went all soft and decided not to come. I think it has something to do with work, but I thought that is why he quit Blazing Saddles. I could be wrong, though. (laughs) This is an exciting week of racing. I have been sandbagging for this for a while, but so has everyone else that is planning on racing at Super Week. Also, don't take the whole elite thing seriously. It's more of a joke, but not really. (laughs) What is this, your diary? This is is superrookie.com. Courtesy oh, of the Wayback Machine. And gentlemen, there is some solid gold that I can't wait to share with you on future editions of the Super Rookie Throwback Corner. Oh, that was good. I like that. Yeah. So um, <laughs> Man, I then went back. You got really a emotional bit, uh, about. I went back a little bit more super... to see how my Super Week racing went um, in 2006. Mm-hmm. Not so good. Um, amazingly. Uh, <laughs> Weird. Yeah, you know, just. I just didn't That's... seem to have what I thought it would. and You um, didn't sandbag enough, is what you're saying. I didn't. Yeah. No, I did not sandbag. I think it was more disappointing that Spencer did not show up because he claimed that he had to work. Sorry. Sorry I, uh, sorry I took the wind out of your sails. Yeah, it's man. okay. I thought that maybe you would uh, help me out. But, uh... Yeah. 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 Bummer. Yeah. You, needed, you, needed, you needed me like I needed you not to chase me at the, at the National Sports Center velodrome that night. <laughs> But you guys did. And uh, one final thing, now that we're done with that disaster of a segment. Hey, um... Oh, I got a final thing. It's even better. What do you got, little guy? No, you go. You say your thing, and then I'll say my crazy thing. What do you got, little guy? Well, I was thinking earlier about George Hincapie. Because I was thinking about how, when we got on the podcast later, I was going to tell you guys about the whole coming across the line, getting the George Hincapie thing. And I was thinking Mm -hmm. about how we used to watch George Hincapie. And we'd think, man, he's going to win this year. And none of us were really excited about him winning. We just felt it was inevitable. He felt like the inevitable candidate to win. And then he'd always mess it up. And, you know, we thought he was inevitable because he was on Postal. And he had to have that good Lance sauce, right? 
And mm-hmm. but he would always mess it up. And I was thinking then about the election we got coming up. And I was thinking about how how much Hillary Clinton's fucking it up. And how I don't really want her to win, but I have to want her to win. And how she's kind of the George Hincapie of politics. She's headed toward the finish. Right now she's towing, I'm going to say Johnny Fisconti, because I hate him more than any other writer. And you know you know, Hincapie would beat Visconti, just like you expect Hillary to beat Trump. But her steer tube's going to break, just like George's steer tube's going to break. And we're going to be disappointed. Yeah, it's over-torqued. And it's the same thing. She's a Clinton, which is basically like being on Discovery Channel back in the day or on Postal. She's got the sauce, but she's not the A game. She's the B game. So this is what I was thinking. And there's no one to hope for. Unfortunately, it's a two man, it's a two two rider sprint. Like we know, there's nobody else in it because like Fletcher, Fletcher's gonna be Bernie in this scenario. He's already <laughs> he he got like he dropped out. Like we were all hoping for him, but we knew it wasn't gonna happen. Like we all knew burned a lot of matches. Yeah, like early, we all yeah. knew Fletcher was never gonna win, like the big ones. But we wanted it <laughs> so bad because he seemed like the nicest guy, which has been completely confirmed now that he's on uh whatever Eurosport or whatever and he's all bouncy and hilarious. So that's what I've been thinking all day is like, man, Hillary Clinton is the George Hincapie of politics and she's gonna break her steer tube and I don't even really want her to win, but I, I do. Wow, that's that was some, that was some deep thoughts there. This is what I thought about when I was on my ride today. I was like, man, it's, it's just By like yourself because you don't do group rides. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a Monday at 3 o'clock, too. It's kind of hard to get a group ride together. <laughs> but, you yeah, know, right. that, too. Uh, yeah. That's what I got. What do you guys think about that? You think that's a, have, fair, that... a fair comparison? So I think the unfair thing about that, really, is your unnatural and overzealous hatred for Visconti. <laughs> so you think it's too much to make Visconti the Trump in this scenario? He's a true Italian champion. Did you see there so there was an article the other day in like Cycling News or some thing where he was like he's leaving Movistar, he's going to the Bahraini team, so he just like he oh, just right. was like he was like, What will make Matt hate me more? Boom, Bahraini team. <laughs> um and then yeah. he had something he well, said something like, When I leave Movistar I will learn to win again. That's probably true. Um, just so the, the, the problem I have with them, I like, I like, I kind of like his style of riding. Um, yeah, much like, much like a Valverde, much like a lot of the second tier movie star guys. He's, he's kind of exciting to watch, but he's Italian. Yeah. So I like that too. And he's got like this Italian champ thing going on with people where I like, I always want one of the two of them to win, <laughs> but people has got the best Instagram account. Well, I'm sure so it's way better than Visconti. People's definitely the winner. Oh, definitely. Uh, in that people, people's. Yeah. It's the greatest Instagram account out there. I was going to say the greatest cycling uh, related Instagram account, but that has actually recently been bumped. So Peoples is the greatest overall, but the greatest cycling one is cycling specific. Daniel Oss is now going. Oh, I bet okay. Daniel Oss has no. a good Instagram though. <laughs> it's you pretty got, amazing. You got a guess? You got a guess, little guy? Um, I want to say Scarponi because he's just hanging out with his no. kids eating pizza. Uh, that's pretty good. But the number one cycling-related uh, Instagram account 
dethroning Pippo Pizzato is now Major Biscuit, oh. the kitten of Dan from Yes. Yam, who has his own Instagram account, and it's goddamn Major adorable. Major Biscuit? Oh, yeah. Major Biscuit. But how do you spell Biscuit, though? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to pull it up because it's worth looking at. Yeah, Major, I I, I am a follower of Major Biscuit, and um, the cat is pretty amazing. There's been, like, I don't want an interview I, with Dan Craven anymore. I want an interview with Major Biscuit. Can I can I brag a bit? Because Major Biscuit follows me. Oh, Major Biscuit follows me too. Um, yes, Major Biscuit. That's so biscuit. It's, it's Major Major as you would expect it to be spelled. Biscuit is B E S. K U I T. Yeah, Major Biscuit is the new uh, favorite Instagram account of uh, the Slow Ride yep. podcast. I agree. Definitely go check it out. We'll get Dan Dronam back on. We'll ask him if we can get uh, some some quotes from Major Biscuit uh, on uh, recent developments and how he feels about the Instagram account uh, taking over. And uh, we'll we'll have that hot scoop for you as soon as possible when we return. From our hiatus. Yep, we're taking a quick uh, little break, so keep watching your cyclocross race in action, and we're going to be putting up the greatest hits of the Slow Ride podcast. We'd like to, in the coming weeks, we'd like to thank all of our listeners to tuning in, downloading, tell your friends, rate, review, retweet, join us on Twitter at the mm-hmm. Slow Ride Pod, and most importantly, wave at all your fellow cyclists when you see them coming down well, the road. Well, not all of them. Most importantly, go check out Wide Angle Podium. Uh, check out the other great shows on there, Crosshairs Radio, uh, Consummate Athlete, Honest Bicycle Program, all the other ones. If you're a donor, thank you. If you're not a donor, maybe consider it. If you can't afford it, just retweet us. Tell a friend about the show. Maybe they can afford it. <laughs> that would be great. And then wave at all your fellow you... cyclists. And then wave at all your fellow cyclists, yeah. And uh, there you go. You know, with that. Did, with... You, did you think? Did you think BK1 already? No, no. I forget. BK1, Rhyme Stairs Entertainment, intro, outro music. Pick it up. Yes. Great stuff. Nailed, Nailed it. it. It is great stuff. Good friend of mine. Just had another kid. Yeah. It's got to support the kids. Support yeah. the kids. Buy, Buy the album, album on Radio iTunes. Cannibal and Rhyme Stairs Entertainment. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, we're taking next week off like we alluded to. We'll be back two weeks from now. But next week there'll be some sort of, uh, I don't know, throwback show. So don't worry, you won't be without podcast. Oh God! Can you imagine if people got really disappointed about that, about not having this show? The Slow Ride Podcast: Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.